Hey guys, I'm Jared Hovis, and you guys are listening to Tailgate Country. Welcome back to another episode of the Tailgate Country Podcast. Uh, today we have on uh, up-and-coming up country artist and California native, uh, Jared Hovis. Jared, how are you doing today? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Good. Um, we'll get started if you just want to um, tell us who Jared Hovis is. Yeah, uh, that's the name. I uh, moved uh, to Nashville about two years ago from uh, Northern California and uh, small town, uh, Bernie, California is the name. And been here for two years, man, uh, chasing the chasing the dream as everybody else in this town is, you know, and uh, just trying to trying to make some headway, man. Country music. Awesome. Um, who were some of your uh, major influences growing up? Uh, definitely George Strait is always, you know, always one of my favorites that I uh, looked up to. Um, George Keith Whitley. Uh, I actually listened to a lot of Mark Wills. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Mark Wills or not, but he's a yeah. Yeah, 90s, 90s artist. Love Mark Wills. Um, those are some of the main voices. Daryl Singletary, you know, uh, the real real country roots guys. Merle Haggard, of course, but definitely the outlaw and the cowboy western type George Strait sound for sure. But Yeah, we do. can definitely hear that in your music. Um, what age yeah, did good. you uh, start playing guitar or start singing? Man, I didn't, I wasn't one of those prodigy little kids, you know, like that did it their whole life. But I, uh, I started playing, uh, picking around at least on a guitar with my grandpa, like probably 10 years old. I started messing around with one at least. And then, um, I actually watched the movie Deliverance and got into playing banjo quite a bit when I was like 12. I was like, man, I thought that was the coolest scene when that little kid playing the banjo. So banjo was actually the first instrument I learned how to play really kind of well. And then, uh, through high school, I started playing some more acoustic guitar and learning my chords so I could start singing. And, uh, yeah, so probably 10, 11, I started playing, uh, instruments at least. Yeah. Nice. So it was your grandpa that, uh, did he play or. Yeah. He played enough to get by, you know I mean? He had fun yeah. with it. And, uh, his, uh, his cousin was my, I called him my uncle West. They had a, the only band in town really back in our hometown, which was only 2,500 people. So they, uh they used to play at all the little bars and i used to get to go stand at the fence you know i wasn't 21 so i'd go out there and watch them and they'd teach me stuff on the weekends and stuff so i give credit that guy as well my uncle but yeah yeah and i just want to go back to this whole california like the town that you're from because that's something you and i have in common i'm from california as well but i've only been to bernie one time and i think the only thing what they have going for them is that waterfall maybe <laughs> That's so, what I went there for. And this and, and this mountain right there. That's about it. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I like I remember driving into town and there was no service. Like yeah. Honestly, me and my friends were like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be stuck here all night. We don't know where <laughs> we're going. And like again, there was like oh, one man. gas station, but yep. It's definitely town. rural for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but something I get a lot is a lot of people like don't are surprised to find out that people in California listen to country music. Like, is that something you get a lot? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
Jess, when I moved here, this cowboy hat, I literally called like the argue starter because I was like, I'd whip out my California ID and they'd be like, they don't sell cowboy hats in California. Yeah. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, I mean, California is a big, long, I mean, it's a long state and there's a lot of different uh, everything. It's just a huge gumbo of like people and different uh, lifestyles. You know, I mean, like I said, I grew up, my family's of, you know, generations and generations of ranching and farming and I'm from California. It's like normal. Right. So when I moved here, it's like, oh man. Yeah, people, uh, they don't like California. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Which, you California's... know what? The state, I hate the state, but you know what? It's I love my yeah. hometown. I mean, so. California's not all LA, San Francisco. No, honestly. exactly. Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I do you know. listen to John Merle Haggard? Well, he lived 30 minutes from my house. Exactly. You know, John Party? He lives about two hours from where I was from. I'm like, there's country music up there man there like is. yeah there is. it's funny it's definitely funny <laughs> you might have said this but are you for is it like northern california where you're from or southern yeah very northern i'm like uh three hours from oregon border and three hours from the nevada border so like northeast pocket up there gotcha so, have you ever been yeah. to mammoth i think that's like one of my favorite yeah areas of and california mammoth right? Oregon. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, there's no. a mammoth. Oh, Oregon no, California. Too, okay. <laughs> okay. No, like Maybe Mountain. it is California then, but I've been to a mammoth and I don't know if it's Oregon or California, but I worked oh, uh, <laughs> construction for like five years and on the road, we went through like all those little, little cool towns and stuff, but yeah. yeah. Nice. What kind of construction did you do? Uh, I started out just grunting it, you know, for the first few years out of uh, college. I just went mm -hmm. and tried to get a heavy equipment certification and I was running equipment in college and then uh, got a job at a local construction company with some family friends. And uh, yeah, I, I started doing concrete uh, masonry work. And then I started laying uh, asphalt, like going doing mainline paving highways, roads, stuff like that. Oh, nice. Which I don't miss at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> I a... like my job a lot more now. <laughs> I bet. So uh, when did you get into songwriting? Man, uh, probably on the road doing that. I mean, when I was working construction, I was like, you know, I knew I wanted to start doing some of the music and, uh, you know, I piddled around in college a little bit. So, I mean, not even until after high school did I really start trying to write and do that type of stuff. And I, I didn't, I didn't think I was good at it. I couldn't seem to write a full song. I just would get sidetracked, probably some ADD issues. I don't know what was going on, but man, yeah, I used to, I had this little Creek back home when I was probably 20, 20 years old, 19, I used to go down there and park there and try to write some songs. And I wrote probably two songs after all those nights of sitting there. I'd end up playing George Strait songs or sitting there singing by myself. But yeah, I tried, I started trying to write about 18 through 20 and then uh, really got into it when I, uh, right before I moved here. And when I moved, uh, when I got here, I moved in with a man uh, and he uh, really inspired me on to start writing my own stuff. Nice. So, um, yeah. Do you, I'm, so I'm guessing you probably prefer to write with other people. I do, but now I'm getting to the, yeah, yeah. That's all my last uh, two years of being here. I've always written better with co-writing. I've, but as the time has been going, I'm like, I have these ideas and I'll go into a co-write and be, by the time I'm done, I'm like, man, that idea was so great. And it turned out not how I wanted it. So I'm making myself become a stronger writer so I can take my song and my, my idea and keep it exactly how I want it. And I like that idea of writing alone, but we'll, we'll see. But as I, as I get better writing, I think I'll probably start uh, staying more by myself a little bit, I think. 
Uh, I've enjoyed co-writing in this town. There's a lot of great writers here. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And speaking of great writers, uh, who are some of your favorite people to write with? Man, uh, I write with, of course, we have our little group, uh, Jake Blue, I write with. Uh, Easton Hanlon's a great writer, one of our mm-hmm. friends. Uh, but I write with a guy in town. Um, his name is Alex Dooley. I write with him a lot. And he uh, he's had a few... I think he had a Kane Brown cut. Uh, his m- biggest song he ever wrote was uh, "Don't Ask Me About" or "Don't Ask Me About a Woman," and it's by Easton Corbin cut it. But he wrote that song, and I kind of got tied in with him through a company called Banner Music, and we've been writing together for the last uh, shoot last year. Every every Monday we have a write, and we've really been writing some great music, man. Great nice. music. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Bobby Johnson's another name. I don't know if you know that name, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a great writer here in town and uh, an idol of mine, a guy that got me on my feet down here in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, man, he's really, really a great writer. We've been, we've wrote some good songs as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely have to look them up. Yeah. You mentioned that you were going to college in, I guess, California uh, and stuff. But so when did you just like, when, when, did, when did you decide to say like, screw that, I'm going to get into singing and songwriting and moved to Nashville like what when was that yeah what was I, the... love, I love this story I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that but uh man yeah I was uh playing little tiny honky tonks having to wait outside till I could play because I wasn't 21 out in, in the outskirts of Sacramento I was playing in Chico California uh, with a guy named Chad Bushnell who was like the only guy that was making headway with music up there and I'm like I gotta get a hold of him so I met him after a state fair one night and uh we He's like, man, come sing a few songs in Chico, California with me. I said, all right. So I drove down there one weekend and I played in front of this, what I thought to be then a huge crowd. It was a honky tonk. And I was like, this is it. Like, I want to do this. This is fun. I seen him making all these tips. And I'm like, man, I just worked like eight, 12 hour shifts. And you probably just made like the same amount in the like last four hours. Like, I just loved it. So I was like, man, I never had Nashville in my sights at all. I was like, oh, I'll just play around here. And then I was doing asphalt up in dixon california and uh i was eating a tray of tacos in this little bar and, the, and these ladies are like uh you should go to winners and go to this bar called the buckhorn so i'm like all right so i go down there by myself it's like 10 o'clock at night i'm going to have a beer and i walk into the bathroom in there and uh, john party opens the door and i'm like oh i know that guy so anyways me being the the young unknowledged guy like ask the question that probably they all hey hey man can i buy you a beer here in an hour you know like you know let me buy you a beer here in a little bit you know and of course john being nice is like man let me finish my steak and i'll come to the bar and have a beer at the end i'm like i'm calling my mom i'm like john party's <laughs> coming to have a beer with me man so he comes out to the bar and we have a beer and we have four beers after that and it's like we're he's just telling me all this crazy stuff and you know all this real truth about what i'm doing and we're from the same area and it's like he finally looks at me after that end of that conversation. He's like, man, you, you got to move to Nashville. And I know you got the pride to do it. Move to Nashville and I'll see you there. So then the weirdest thing happens, which about a month later, I'm working at a different job. And my uncle's like, hey, I met this guy in Nashville, Tennessee that offered to move you into his house out of the will of his good heart and let you get a start there. And I move in with him and uh, him and John actually were our like best friends. So it was really funny. I, I had dinner with John Party like the first week I was here and he's like, hey, you made it. I'm like, I made it. And it was like within five months, it was like the craziest, craziest little thing. But I wasn't even going to move unless it was for that night with John talking to me in that bar. I would, I, Nashville wasn't even in my sights. That's so kind of cool. 
Ooh, that's a yeah. really yeah. cool story. Um, that's a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, a little wild. Yeah. At, so I always credit John for that. And I always uh, having the decency to sit down and talk to a young guy for two hours and tell me all the things I need to do. And I did it, man. Yeah. How, how long ago was that? That was about three years ago. So that was probably the summer of 2018. Okay. So that was probably right about when he was getting pretty popular. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, all of us up there jammed all his stuff. So, I mean, I, I knew who he was. I, I knew he was, you know, uh, obviously famous to me. I was like, you know, it was a crazy, crazy moment, man. And uh, yeah, I totally listened to him. I called my mom right after that and I said, Hey, all this just happened. And I go, I really think I'm going to quit my job and move to Nashville. She broke clear down and we're sitting in my pickup in Dixon, California. And I called my boss who was my really good friend at the time. And I just told him, I said, Hey man, this may sound crazy, but I think I'm going to give you my two weeks and I'm going to pack up and move to Nashville. And uh, so did you move that quickly? (laughs) I, it took, uh, some, some things happened. uh, We won't get into, but a few, yeah, it was a long journey, but it took about two months to get everything right. And uh, my sister and me, uh, yeah, it was, it took, I bet probably after that conversation, a month and a half later, me and my mom and Bailey flew out here and met the guy, Leif Lofton is his name, who moved me into their house. And a uh, great songwriter in town. If you haven't heard of him, he's awesome, amazing, very well known. And so I lived with him or moved, flew down here, met him, flew back, packed my gear. And I guess probably at least half a month or a month later, me and Bailey threw everything on my pickup like Jed Clampett and headed out here. <laughs> took three days to drive out here. And uh, it was an amazing journey, man. That's really awesome. Yeah. So now you're in Nashville. Um, I think I see you play on Broadway quite a bit. Um, what are some of your favorite bars or venues around Nashville to play? Yeah, man, I finally dove in uh, this last uh, year. I, I was working at Whiskey Bent Saloon as a bouncer slash bar back for the first year and then um, mowing grass on the side. And finally I quit my job, I think, the start of – the perfect timing right when COVID started to quit your job. I think that's when I did it. I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, so that last year I, I quit and started playing full-time downtown and the uh, Nashville Palace school board out at Opry Mills out there. And so those are my two uh, homes, school board and Nashville Palace for sure. Those are my favorite and uh, most well-known places probably to play. But uh, I play Alan Jackson's on Friday nights, six to 10 always um, from the last few months I have. And then Thursdays I play Whiskey Bent, which I've always played Whiskey Bent. That was probably my first uh, first bar I played in on Broadway, actually. Nice. And uh, do you have any venues outside of Nashville? I know you mentioned some in California, but. Yeah, actually, uh, I played, uh, well, those venues I don't play anymore, but we're working on some stuff to do like a coming home type thing and finally play since it's been so long, but a bar called the, tackle box i used to always play in chico california and uh yeah i've always played up there and then kind of just followed around i played a lot of casinos up there um wind river pit river casino but outside of here um i've been playing at this car club j and j car club in uh, alabama clanton alabama lately and it's a uh, roll tide it and yeah roll tide. <laughs> it's a uh, it's interesting it's it's fun they're a bunch of good old down home rednecks that just get all fired up, throw me in there and just make me sing all the stuff that I love to sing. All the old, old goodies, man. Nice. Um, Speaking of that, that, that's like one thing I have noticed is when you're out and about like, I mean, I think I've only seen once 
if I'm being honest. But <laughs> when I what I did notice is you were playing a lot of the older, for sure, yeah. older like more um, traditional country songs. Like, is that mostly what you play when you're out? Yeah, and that's why I fit so good at at, at AJ's because really at Alan Jackson's, I mean, they've gotten more lenient on like you can play some Morgan Wall and now you can play the newer country because everybody wants to hear it so bad. But mostly, if I sent you my set list, I bet. 80 percent of it is probably at least 2004 and back i mean probably i bet 80 percent of it 90 percent of it yeah I, I stay in the 90s and 80s a lot and uh just what i enjoy to play and i love the writing i love the steel guitar i love fiddle i love all the lyrics so yeah i definitely stay old school for sure that's why i like the palace and the scoreboard because they, they allow me to that's that group out there they're a bunch of people that come out there to hear that authentic yeah. country yeah do some of those bars have rules on what you can and can't play yeah that's what i mean aj's they were they're lenient now but i mean i believe in the last few years like you couldn't play well for granted i played uh, i used to go down there every thursday when i first moved here before i had a gig and a guy named justin andrews would get me up to play one song a week i'd, I'd walk down there get all dressed up just to go sing one song and one night i tried to play uh Johnny be good in there. And the manager came up and told them not to let me sing that song ever again because it was rock and roll. So AJ does have some rules. I mean, they got, they keep it really country. And they're like, you can't just go in there and play half your set nineties grunge or you'll be fired. Probably. I imagine. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's a country classic country bar for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure a lot of the people go there to hear that too. So I guess it makes sense. And just the name, I imagine if you walk in AJ, you're going to hear some country music just because it's Alan Jackson. But yeah, I think he stays true to having hiring people that uh, that stick to the the classics, country classics. You know? Yeah. What's the the most memorable thing that's happened to you while playing on Broadway? Like a something good that happened, or something a drunk person did, or <laughs> man, many many memorable things. I've. Uh... You know, I don't even know right now. I know I've had some, I've had some cooler stories that were out Opry way, but Broadway, man, I've had, I've had some bad nights. I've been in some, <laughs> some bad, like I said, I bounced there. So not the music side. I mean, that's why I quit that job. because I found out I'm not, I'm not big enough to be, <laughs> be roadhouse in it every night. But uh, man, I've had some uh, cool moments. Actually, one of the coolest moments was last, uh, probably two weeks ago, I was in there playing and, uh, I have a single out, which I think maybe you guys would know uh, the battle days. And that was the first single I cut and uh, craziest moment so far was a group of probably like 15 girls and guys were in there like two weeks ago and they were like battle days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like battle days. And I started playing that song, man. And like a quarter of that bar was singing it. And that was like the first time that I've ever met random people singing my song, which was really, really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned, what about out at uh, Opryland? Uh, two times now, I've had some pretty cool things happen. Um, I've got to sing on scoreboard stage a few months ago with Cody Jinks. We harmonized mm-hmm. together and sang some Waylon Jennings, which was like, I mean, that that's freaking awesome. Badass. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it was really cool, man. Had that yeah. happen. And then when I first uh, started playing out there, me and Levi and Priscilla Block were on stage uh, singing on the writer or I was hosting a little show out there and I had yeah Levi Orr and uh, Priscilla Block with me and we were just singing our country songs, originals, old songs. And uh, right as I'm playing um, 
Digging Up Bones by Randy Travis. They they bring Randy Travis in, and man, I got to sing that song right to him. I got got a video of it and uh, him singing along with me, and man, the crowd was like, and who cares about the crowd? I was like ecstatic, man. I mean, shaking, you know. I'm like, oh my Were god, you nervous? Playing. Heck yeah, man. Oh, I was shaking <laughs> like a leaf. Like, yeah, I was shaking and sweating and all all the above. But uh, I got to hang out with Randy Travis that night, and yeah. Uh, since then, Randy and um, the the family have been really, really generous to me. It was an amazing night. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like we see him around Nashville all the time. He's always man. Uh, I know some pictures. Yeah, yeah, he moves around. Um, so where can we find you hanging around Nashville when you're not playing? Well, I sound like a broken record, but if I do go out, which the last two months I've been like a ghost. I mean it. Like I haven't been uh haven't been out. I've been haven't been drinking for about two and a half, two months now, just trying to, uh, get healthy, been on a little plan to just really focus on music and taking a break, saving up for some, uh, other expenses, uh, looking at some houses maybe this year. So just really trying to focus on a few other things for a minute, but I mean, I got to go home and play a show in California here shortly and I'm sure I'll break that, (laughs) break that open. But man, I I hang out the school board in the palace, man. I, that's, I love being out there. They're, genuine people and um i don't go to broadway as much as i used to if i'm not playing down there you probably won't find me down there at all yeah that, i love i love red door and i love the scoreboard and the palace probably yeah red door and losers and winners are kind of my favorites yep nation's bar and grill we go to we used to go to religiously over if you've ever been over to the nation's bar and grill but it's a little dive bar our friends bartender so I'm i'm there a lot too which yeah well, you mentioned it earlier, but the way I discovered you was some guy that I literally only talked to when we sent um, music back and forth, some guy from high school. He's like, I found this song that I swear you've never heard. And I was like, try me. I know every single country song. And he was like, it's Battle Days by Jared Hovis. And I, and I no went and listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> I went That's and listened funny. to it. And I was just like, I just remember being like so impressed and i feel like ever since then i've been i hate to say it because i feel like you're my friend but like a fan of you (laughs) but well that means a lot (laughs) but yeah um talk about that song for a little bit like how did the writing process behind that go like how did you decide that to be your debut single yeah i had a i had a lot of things like i said that uh i had to grow up and get through before i moved here i was kind of you know just doing every other college kid or out of college kid things and stuff. And um, yeah, I just, when I moved here, I'm like, man, I, I was hearing all these songs at writer's rounds and they were just, and they were good songs, but they were like, I don't know. I didn't feel true to me. A lot of the songs I heard when I first moved here, I'm like, did he really do that? Or was that just an idea that he wrote about? So I'm like, I sat down in a room. I met a guy named JB Strauss and became good buddies with him. And he got me on my first few writer's rounds and, He's like, man, I keep playing these writers around. And I'm like, buddy, I got to write music because I've got like four songs. I can't keep playing these same songs around here. And he's like, well, let's write music. So he called me over to his house in East Nashville one day. And uh, this is actually like the second song I'd wrote in Nashville with Battle of Days. And he's like, man, what do you want to write about? And I'm like, I want to write about some real stuff. And uh, I was listening to a Jason Isabel song one night. And uh, he has a line in there saying, uh, talking about the Battle of Days. And I'm like, Battle of Days, man, no one's wrote about that. So. I uh, started writing down all the things that, uh, you know, upset my mom and dad and writing them down on pen and paper. And there's a line in there, you know, I rolled 
uh, pick up off hatchet. And, you know, I mean, that's a true story. I rolled my Toyota, brand new Toyota Tacoma off that uh, side of the mountain road and had too much to drink, was an idiot and rolled my pickup. I had, you know, of course, who hasn't had a breakup in a small town. So all those lines in there are kind of just some things that I had some growing up to do and I wanted to write about it. So I wrote about the battle days. And that song's had uh, a decent amount of success. You have almost a uh, hundred and I think 110,000 streams on it right now, but yeah, is that something you expected or like? How- Not at all. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'm like, man, there's people gotta be like, I don't know what they're doing to get streams. Like how is this possible? And, you know, and but I always go back to my hometown and they're like so supportive to where like, I know friends that just had that song on repeat for like the first month, just cause they probably were tired of it, but they're like, no, we're going to get you some streams, you know, like all that stuff. So it's like, I just figured it wouldn't have the numbers of all these friends and guys I was idolizing down here on Spotify. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, we, it, it just jumped up and started streaming a ton. And I'm, I'm very grateful for all the, all my listeners listening to that song. Yeah, and then you've got a new song coming out on September 1st called Rather Leave Loving You. Um, take us through the process of writing that one. Yeah, uh, that was an idea I had when I was going through some things back in the day. You know, just, uh, you know, just I think everybody's had a relationship where you're uh, you're into somebody or you guys, and, you know, nothing's wrong. They ain't even done nothing wrong. It's just like, man, you're just not having it. And, and uh, one night I was talking to my mom and I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know what to do, you know? And she's like, well, there's a few lines in that, that song that literally my mom wrote, I should probably put her on there as a writer, but you know, like uh, I'd rather, you know, she's like, man, I think you'd rather have her hate you a few days than her. What did I say? Well, I can't remember the dang line, but you're going to hear it. I'm sure. But, <laughs> but you know, she, uh, uh, Oh, she'd rather hate you a few tomorrows than forever and i'm like i'm like crying on the phone i like write that down i'm like okay mom yeah i'm like <laughs> just, she just kept spitting out these things and i'm like you know like yeah it's such a good line she's like i think you'd rather leave loving her right and i'm like yeah because she's a good friend or you know whatever and i think that a lot of people can relate to man you know you just loved someone but you just it wasn't the best and you'd rather leave loving them before that you guys hate each other you know so before that happened i was like uh, that was just in the back of my mind. And then finally it seemed right to put it on pen and paper with Alex Dooley, another friend, that friend I was talking about. And we uh, got after it and wrote that song. And I think it came out awesome. Yeah. If really you don't put your mom it. on the dang writing credits. I'm I know. So right? I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I, gotta, I gotta change that. Cause I'm like, I literally told her, I'm like, after that was written, I'm like, I remember that day, like, being down in the dumps man and she wrote those two lines and i'm like oh yeah i, I think it made the song and she definitely wrote the bridge so yeah i think i need to throw mom on her <laughs> <laughs> what um what made you decide to put this song out now um well i've had the that old days is that you know hard pumping like honky tonk you'll put it on when you're you know ready to go out or something i've had that song type of song then i came out with coming over sober which I believe showed my, you know, heart filled writing with my, you know, uh, classic country sound. And it was like a, my sad song, you know, and uh, I think those are my first two check marks because those are the two types I love, you know, the hard banging ones and then the ones that make you want to go <laughs> drink whiskey and cry and yeah. play country music. But so after that, you know, I was talking to some friends and they're like, I'm like, I need, I need that mid tempo song. That's like, it's a feel good song, but it's got good writing. It's mid tempo. There's good fiddle in it, you know, like, 
I just want to go for a new age, but old age type mid-tempo song. So I think that's what I needed was a up, upbeat, but still a meaningful song. Yeah, d- definitely looking forward to it. Um, Thanks, man. Where did you record that at and who produced it? Um, I've been recording all of my songs actually with a guy named Smith Curry and he's, uh, he does all the, uh, work on and produces them and he does a lot of work with a lot of guys around town, I believe. But, um, I did these, this song at, um, Warner Chapel on Music Row there and, uh, yeah, did it right there with Smith Curry. It's such a sweet studio. They did a bunch of new work to it. And, uh, but yeah, Warner Chapel is where I cut that song. Cool. Yeah. So what are, um, some of the long-term goals for your career are you uh going after a publishing deal or a record label you know i don't know uh i've seen and heard and you know researched a lot of things and you know i'm i'm having a good time and i'm having a lot of headway being who i am by myself and the group that i have working behind me which i've got some great people on my side helping me book shows and uh manage all my stuff i need to do and I'm doing all that by myself and, you know, like people like Cody Johnson, I know he's signed now, but I mean, people like that built such a huge fan base doing it by themselves and they made a killing for themselves by staying true to just them. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hell bent on getting signed right away. I mean, if Sony gave me a call right now, by God, I'd have a pen to paper. I'm sure of it, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's like, it's gotta be the right timing as you guys know. And uh, I hope one day that that comes, but uh, man, I think just building a building a fan base and being starting to get my name out there more and more being on the road. And of course my hang my hat type show would be the Grand Ole Opry is my main, main goal in sight is I, I just want to play that so bad. That's I've watched so many of my heroes and people that I, or, uh, you know, just look up to play that stage. And I would love to step into the circle one of these days. Yeah, that's, uh, that'd be really awesome. And, uh, I think we'll definitely be there if, uh, that does work out for you. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope to see yeah. you guys there. Yeah. Well, so what is some what are some things we can expect? I know you have that new uh, new song coming out September first, but other after that, what do you have coming out? Just some more. Do you have any more music coming out after that? Yeah. See, I I took way too much time off between coming over sober and this song to where it was like, wow, I'm like I got to be relevant with these guys, you know, and I'm but it is expensive you know it's it's uh it's an expense that i'm just getting to the point where maybe i can start putting some more music out i'm working hard on doing that to where i can stay keep my fans hungry and but uh like i said we've been writing uh daniel and alex and i man every week we're writing a song that i i genuinely think is like a great song so i mean i've got i've been quiet for the last few months but i think in this next year 2022 uh, I think we're going to come out swinging and uh, I got a ton of songs and a, a lot of cool things coming up that uh, when I cut all those, I think we're going to drop a pretty, pretty badass EP in my opinion. And uh, I have a lot of pride in this song. So yeah, as soon as I get this one out, um, I got a few big, bigger shows to take care of, which September 4th, we're going home right after the song release and we're playing a show at my home hometown and uh, for a fair and it's almost sold out 1400 1400 tickets so it's going to be an awesome show and hopefully and we're flying the band out from here playing that and uh, when i get back here i think it's my main goal is to start finding uh beneficial ways to get in the studio every few months and start really pumping out some music because i think that's going to help me out a lot in the long run yeah 
Yeah, that sounds, that's very exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's next for you. Um, Thank you. One last question before we leave. Brett, you want to ask? I mean, not Brett. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hunter, not Brett. Hunter. <laughs> gosh. Okay. So last yeah, question. If you could yeah. write with any two artists, dead or alive, who would they be? Oof. Oof. Oh man. All right. I think I would write with one Dean Dillon. Not to put you on the spot in there or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think Dean Dillon would definitely be uh definitely be a right that I would take. Uh let's see. I don't know who I would write with. Let's see. Dean, <laughs> I, Dean Dillon and uh you know what, a guy that we, we've talked about today that I think uh, is just such an amazing uh, writer is uh, Alan Jackson, man. And I think that he's, you know, there's guys like George Strait and nothing against George Strait, but you know that all of his songs were, he pretty much pick and choose. I mean, all of his songs, people wrote them for which one was Dean Dillon is why I would inspire to write with that guy one day. And I hope that day comes, but Dean Dillon, but Alan Jackson, man, I mean, all those songs, so many of his hit singles that were number ones that he wrote personally and songs that I listen to on weekly basis man. And so I think old AJ, I would, I would take it right with Alan Jackson, man. I think he's an amazing writer. Those are two awesome choices. Can't go For wrong sure. with those. So uh, before we let you get out of here, you want to tell everyone um, where they can find you on social media and find your music and any upcoming shows. Yeah, man, I got a, uh, let's see uh well yeah instagram jared hovis music h-o-v-i-s jared hovis um and everything is jared hovis music that's tiktok uh well yeah my facebook music page jared hovis music so they're all under that same handle um farmersonly.com is a little different uh i'm just kidding just kidding <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah you guys can find me every friday night alan jackson 6 10 thursdays i play three every thursday at whiskey bent three to seven, but also I, I really hope people go uh, follow me on Spotify, Apple music, Jared Hovis, and uh, as well as Instagram, because like I said, this year we've been like hammering the road finally. And uh, if there's anybody out there that listens to my stuff, I hope they can see where I'm going to be at. Cause I think that I'm, uh, there's a high chance that we could come through somewhere close to them. So yeah, please follow me. Mm-hmm.